It is crippling. It holds you tight. It doesn't let you go. It makes you stay exactly where you are. It's like every time when it comes up, you go back to that place, back, back to that first offense, back to that pain, back to that heartache, back to all these things. And yet you're in another day. You're in another time. You're not even around those same people when the offense first happened. But yet you're back there because you have not forgiven. You have not truly forgiving someone or a situation or even a pattern of people or a pattern of habits that are within loved ones that continue to sting you and you're like how many times am I supposed to forgive how many times am I supposed to release this and let this go you're supposed to forgive every time someone asks for forgiveness you are supposed to let it go why because Here's the truth of it. Unforgiveness, if we don't truly understand, if we can grab hold of this, unforgiveness is like a tight, big old hand that won't let you go. And that bad boy controls you. It controls other areas in your life. It controls so many aspects of you because you have not let go of that pain or that situation or even that thought that happened years ago. It's time to forgive. Let's talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Conquering Me Podcast. I am Jennifer Jefferson, and I am so happy that you are here. Please, please, please follow, subscribe on whatever device that you're using. Go ahead and hit that uh, follow button, download all of these things. The more I get followers and the more um, downloads I have, it helps with us getting the podcast out more. We are working on a plan to really start to market and advertise this podcast better so that the word of God can go forth and that people can really just be conquered, right? And the whole point of conquering me for those who are new to this podcast, it is all about the joys of developing a personal relationship with Christ. And the more and more and more we learn about God, and we develop this beautiful relationship with Christ, we are challenged to be conquered. And it's ourselves. A lot of times we want everybody else to hear the word and they need to get the message before we get it. That's not how this works. I heard a teacher say this, and I believe it was Jackie Hill Perry. She said that she said, before you become the teacher or the preacher, become the intercessor, become the prayer warrior. And these are things that we have to really take hold of and say, God, before you put me out on this platform, let me understand and hide me in your secret place. Let me have a wonderful prayer life, a solid prayer life where I am praying for not just for myself, but for others, praying for the world. The Bible says that men should always pray and that we should always pray for everybody. The Bible talks about praying for everybody. You don't just pray for those who you like or who agrees with you, right? But we have to, and this is the point of conquering me. We are constantly learning this journey and in every lesson is a blessing. 
every lesson. We do not take L's in God, period. Because whatever loss, whatever failure that the world sees, honey, we can sit here and say, God, I need to see you in this. And the moment we say, God, let me see you in it, he will reveal himself and he will reveal his wisdom in the midst of it. So we always gain in Christ. Today we are talking about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, let me tell you, let, let's, let's just be real. Forgiving is hard. It is challenging. Sometimes is a little bit easier to stay pissed off. Why? Because some of us use it as a fuel. It, it gets us going. Because you're angry, because you're upset, it's kind of like a protection method. You know, this, this is my guard. So we make ourselves harder and stronger because now this is our guard. I, this unforgiveness. Nope, I knew you were going to mess up again. Nope, I knew you were going to say this. I knew that this person was going to do this. So it's kind of like this protection place of us not allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, right? And, and so unforgiveness is real and is not as easy as some people make it seem for some. Now, some people can say, hey, I'm good, and they let it go. It is what it is, all these things. But there's a reason why Jesus talks about unforgiveness, about forgiving. We have to forgive. And it's not something that is an option for believers. No, it is a requirement for believers. And it's a requirement because how in the world can we walk around not forgiving people when Christ himself gave his life for us so that we may be forgiven. And this is the purpose. We have to forgive. And I'm going to give several scriptures about forgiveness. And I definitely want you guys to write this down. And in your own time, really, really study. Because if you're struggling with forgiving and letting go of things. Because I, we have taken on a lot of the world's mentality of what's the saying where they say, um, oh, I forgive, but I won't forget. And it's like, but wait a minute. If you won't, now I'm not saying that you completely forget, like you just erase it out of your mind or whatever. But if you can forget to the point of releasing the hurt and the pain that has been surrounded around it, right? That is what it is. But we want to, we kind of use that statement of I'll forgive, but I won't forget as a way of I'm keeping this checkmate here just in case. Just in case you cut up again, I'm going to bring this out of the back, back pocket and say, see, I told you, see, I knew that you were going to do this again because that's just what you do. One of the scriptures that we will talk about is Matthew 6, 15. Matthew 6, 15 says this, and this is Jesus speaking. He said, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you of your sins. It literally is that plain and simple. It is. But why is it so challenging to forgive? Because we've been taught to hold on to the past. We've been taught that this is quote unquote wisdom. To remind people of where they have failed in the past. It is also a protection method of just making sure that they don't hurt me again. So we've been taught and also it is a spiritual, 
So outside of what we have been taught within family, what we've been what we have also seen and experienced from family, cultural, uh, from being in Western society, all of these various things. It is literally a spiritual attack. I don't care how you slice it. It is a spiritual attack because Jesus himself said, if you don't forgive others of their sins, your father in heaven will not forgive you. And if you are not forgiven, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. You can't. That is the whole point. When we say, Lord, forgive, forgive me of my sins. I repent. So the enemy will do any and everything to try to keep us from holding on to pain and trials and things like that. But think about it like this. I always found it interesting that you could be completely upset and bothered and hurt by somebody, by something that they may have done. And let's say that the situation was a few years ago and that person comes in and when they come into the room, you could have been having a good time talking, kiki and all that type of stuff. But the moment that person comes in, that unforgiveness and that hurt and that pain and that bitterness and that frustration, everything that is tied with unforgiveness, it now consumes you because now your whole personality has changed. Your whole attitude has changed. Maybe you have now a bad attitude or maybe you want to quickly leave the place. You want to avoid the person altogether all of these things that unforgiveness controls us it controls us I'm reading this wonderful this wonderful book called Atomic Habits and I am a believer of reading and getting as much education as possible and it's interesting how in this book he's talking about our systems that we have created and how we reward ourselves, right? So if one of the things was, let's say the example was you were hurt by a person multiple times. And one of the ways that you coped with hurting, um, cope with the issue was emotional eating. I hear this a lot when people say that I'm an emotional eater. I know I struggle with that. And I'm speaking and having faith that I will conquer that God, that God will give me full knowledge and understanding and also the steps and wisdom and strategy on how not to be that anymore, anymore, because it's detrimental. So now you have this person who has come in and they have done some things to you. Let it be from their actions, their words, whatever it is. And you're holding on to that. You have not truly forgiven them. Truly, when I say truly forgiving them, that means that you have let go of the emotional, physical, and mental weight that is attached to unforgiveness. But now the unforgiveness is still there, right? It is still there. So now you have this pattern of in order for you to eat, to make yourself feel better, you have now started binge eating or you binge drink or you smoke or you become fussy or you become, or you spend a lot, all of these things. See, what we have to understand, unforgiveness is not affecting that person. It literally has you hostage. Now, how are we going to be hostage and bound by something when Christ himself came so that we may be free? If you just want to be completely free, If you are saying, I am not free, I am not free in my mind, I'm not free in my spirit, I'm not free emotionally, I'm not free financially, I am not free physically, I am not free, whatever freedom that you're not seeing, 
I suggest that you go and have a one-on-one talk with God and say, what is keeping me bound? And here's the thing. A lot of us struggle with unforgiveness, not towards other people, but to ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves. Are you the shoulda, coulda, woulda person? Or you remember those missed opportunities? Oh man, if I would have done this five years ago, I would have been in a different place. You haven't forgiven yourself. You have to, these things, this spirit is holding us bound and hostage. It is holding us to a place that is keeping us at the whims of the enemy to where he can play us like a fiddle. Unforgiveness is controlling. So how do we release that control? By number one, saying the words, I forgive you. And if that you is yourself, say that. Have that moment where you go look in the mirror and you go say, okay, I got to forgive myself. I forgive you for X, Y, Z. I forgive you for not um, letting go of this person sooner. I forgive you for not taking actions years ago. I forgive you and say your name. Like I, I will say my Jennifer, I forgive you. I forgive you for X, Y, Z. It is so important because too many of us are living in cycles. And I wonder if one of the reasons why we are living in cycles is because we have not truly forgiven. We have not forgiven our loved ones. We have not forgiven our spouse. We have not forgiven ourselves. And there are ways that we can, and I want to give, the Lord's given me some um, ideas of practical ways that we can begin to get out of this vicious cycle of unforgiveness. Now, just for some studying points, um, I want to bring up these other scriptures. I'm not going to read them, but I think it will be a great place for those of us or you, whoever you are, if you are truly struggling with unforgiveness to have some scriptures to study it more and to see God's perspective. And this is what Christ is saying, right? Um, uh, write down, read Matthew 2, I'm sorry, Matthew 9, 2 through 6, Matthew 18, 21 through 35, and Luke 17, 3 through 4. And these passages of scripture specifically talked talks of unforgiveness. It speaks about, um, I mean, forgiveness and um, why we should forgive and how many times we should forgive all of these things. And it doesn't matter how many times you need to ask for forgiveness or if you need to forgive yourself or forgive someone. Christ says you keep doing it. It does not matter. We will not be keeping a scoreboard of how many times we have messed up or somebody else has have messed up. So let me, let me give some wisdom here. If Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you are in a situation to where you feel like you were always forgiving a loved one, a spouse, a family member, whatever it is, pray about if you need to go ahead and place some distance between you and that person. Why do you keep deciding that you're going to play the game of how they love? Because sometimes we want, we are waiting for the person to see you in a specific light, or you're waiting for someone to stop doing certain things. And then my question is, you can't control them, right? We know that. But my question is, why do you still stay around? 
Why are you, and this is specifically for people who are in relationships. Let it be marital or you're dating someone and you're like, this isn't healthy. I keep forgiving you for this. Now we keep, now yes, we keep forgetting. But the question is, why do you keep being in that situation? That's two different things. And I think that's the problem. I can forgive you and love you from afar. And sometimes people need that so that they can heal, so that you can heal and that you can get better. You can't be the one that's always wounded and yet fixing. So you have to really, if you're struggling with maybe a particular person and you're always saying, I'm always forgiving. So the forgiveness is not the problem. It is the actions and why you're in the relationship or why you're in the picture or even sometimes with our family members. We love our family, but sometimes we have to be okay with saying, you know what? I need a little time and space. I have to, and it's not about making them see why you are stepping away or why you need it. You need to say, you know what? I need some clarity. I need time with God. And every time I'm around you, I don't feel good. I'm always in pain. The Bible talks about separating. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I believe that's in Matthew 24 when he talks about, I come to separate mother against daughter, father against son, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. He goes through all these things, all of these things. And so the thing is, there is a separation that sometimes needs to happen in order for you to follow God. Have you ever thought about maybe some of the conflict in your life God is allowing so that you can turn towards him? Because maybe you're a little bit too loyal. You're, you, you know, it's good to trust, but the Bible does say trust no man. There's several scriptures about trusting no, like literally nobody. Don't, don't trust them. The, the Bible even says in Proverbs is a fool. You are a fool to even trust yourself. So, so y'all know you're like, well, Jen, who do we trust? We trust God and we trust the God in people. We say, Holy Ghost, I see them. I trust your godly character. But I also have to understand that you are human and you will mess up, even if it's intentional or not. You're going to do that. So as you begin to learn to forgive, may the spirit of wisdom and discernment fall in to where you can begin to see things. One of the prayers that I've always prayed and I've prayed this for years was God open my spiritual eyes so that I may see what you've called me to see. Open my spiritual ears so they may hear what you've called me to hear. Because a lot, of ten, a lot of times we can see and hear things that are not necessarily necessarily being said or not in plain sight. But when we ask for the Holy Ghost to give us him, then he can now open our discernment. And now we can see and hear things that were not even there. But the spirit is now given understanding. So it is so important for you to go ahead and even when you are in this road on or on this road of forgiving others and forgiving yourself, that you, it's not just I forgive and I just keep moving. No, you forgive and say, Holy Ghost, thank you for giving me wisdom in this. Open my eyes to patterns. What are some things that I am accepting that is not of you? Am, am I attracting certain people? 
Like we have to become a body of Christ, a body of believers where we are asking questions, 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 having conversations with God. Yes, it is beautiful to pray and ask for the things of God, the blessings and all of that stuff that comes along. But the wisdom and the spiritual knowledge that we can get is beyond a new a job or or a bigger house or whatever than the material thing that we're desiring. And I always want to make this clear. I don't there's nothing wrong with all of that stuff. That's great. But my relationship and our relationship with Christ cannot be that can't be the sum total of it. We have to ask him. So when we're on this road of forgiving and asking God, teach me how to forgive those who have offended me. I have said, I forgive you. And I truly believe in my heart, I forgive them, but there's still pain there. There is still some bitterness there. There's still some resentment there. So now it's time to deal with it. Now it is time for you to start asking for the Holy Spirit to give, to renew your mind. Renew your mind. What we have to understand when we have been through a lot of things in life, a lot of pain, we have actually, our mind has been transformed. Our brain. I was reading a book. Um, no, I came across a documentary and they're talking about how trauma changes our actual brains. And now how we view and solve things were not the same. So some of us, this is why when we, when the word of God talks about renewing your mind, that is a daily thing. Every morning, even as I'm talking about this, I'm like, oh Lord, I need to put that back on my prayer list. Daily God, renew my mind. Lord, you know my thoughts. And one of the passages of scriptures that I, I listed to you all, I, I believe it's in, let me go back. I want to say it's in Luke so, cause I gave you all three passages of scriptures to study, um, regarding forgiveness and, um, oh, it's in Matthew nine, two through six. And Jesus is doing what he does, performing a miracle. He's doing what he does. And so, um, some of the Pharisees, I believe, I believe it was the Pharisees. They didn't like it. And so they made a comment, but Jesus said, knowing their thoughts, he said to them, why do you think? evil in your hearts, knowing their, their thoughts. So biblically, my question is to you all, is our mind and the heart the same? Cause out of the issues of the, out of the heart flows the issues of life. So whatever I'm thinking, it is flowing from my heart. There is a direct connection from the mind and the heart. And our mind literally transforms our brain, which is how we do things. So this is why we have to say, God, give me your mind. I have forgiven. I've done what you said. I don't want to hold on to forgiveness, but yet I'm still hurt. I'm still frustrated. I still have pain. I still feel paralyzed by this. Renew my mind. That's number one. God, renew my mind. Number two. God, show me my habits, not their habits, but my habits. Show me what I have developed and what I continue to do that came from that pain. 
Here's an example. I was watching this um, chiropractor. I like those chiropractor videos. I know some of you all may have seen it. I think they're so cool. (laughs) But I like watching those chiropractor videos. And this woman, she looked like she wasn't, um, she never had a disease. She was maybe in her late 30s, mother, wife. And so she said one day, one day she was um, reaching for something um, in the cabinet and it was like her hips just locked up out of nowhere and she was in an immense amount of pain. And she said she literally couldn't move. She just fell over. She was that stiff and she just fell over straight. Boom. Her husband came in, grabbed her, took her to the emergency room. They didn't know what was going on with her. And she went to doctor after doctor after doctor and her pain got worse. Her joints got worse and no one could understand what's happening. She came across this wonderful chiropractor who was able to diagnose her and was basically saying it was probably some injury that flared up something. I can't remember it all, but basically as he was going through the series of um, cracking her bones and aligning her and doing all this type of stuff, he made this major adjustment and it was loud. It was loud. She began to feel so much relief. So much pain was gone and she just started crying. She's like five years I've been in this pain. Like she could barely stand up straight. Her hips were kind of, so imagine like her hips were constant in like a somewhat of like a mini squat position. That's she was just stuck there. And so she was, and you can see like immediately she was able to walk differently, walk better. And the doctor said to her, Make sure you don't start walking like you used to because you're, you're, it's no longer there. The pain isn't there anymore. So don't go back. This is why when we have to renew our minds, we also have to do the work of saying, God, show me my habits so I don't go back. Ah, that's a hard one. Because habits are truly, truly challenging to redo and to get new ones, all of these things. This is why I recommend the book Atomic Habits. I just started that. And it talks about the small things that build up to making lifetime changes. But it's, it's really not about, and what I love in that book, he says, the atomic habits, it is about your systems. And for me, your system is what you believe. I create systems off of what I believe. I believe that my children need to be in bed at a certain time. They need to do well in school. They need to do all these other various things. So I create systems around my belief. My habits come from my systems. And the, then the outcome comes out from my habits. So a lot of us are desiring different things. I desire to communicate differently. I desire not to be in pain like this. I desire to be free from this bitterness. I desire. So the question is, what are your habits? Ask God to show you your habits. And your habits will be a direct reflection of your belief. So this is number three. God, show me my belief. There's a scripture that I have quoted several times where the gentleman wanted, um, he was asking for a deliverance for his daughter. And so 
as, and he asked Jesus, he said, if, if it is possible. And Jesus was like, what you mean if it is possible? He said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes, you believe that you are free from unforgiveness. And I am not here to tell you that you are not. No, I'm not doing that. But my question is, what are the unbeliefs there? Are there some areas where you're still struggling and trusting? Maybe you have been through a series of bad relationships and you have forgiven those people. But now you don't believe that you will ever be in a good relationship. Maybe you have tried a thousand times to become healthy and to eat better and to become uh, better physically and all this other type of stuff. And the weight just comes right back up. But do you truly believe it? Do you believe that this will always be your cycle? I will always go through this. Always. So ask the Lord number three, show me my unbelief. And as he shows you your unbelief, hit number four. God exposed my language. What we speak, it comes out of the heart. It comes from the mind. And what we speak is either life or death. And what we speak creates the atmosphere that we live in. I don't care how you slice it. Our words hold so much power, so much power. I truly like God is still teaching me and exposing me about my language because I've been praying. I said, God, I need you to show me my language. Show me how I'm talking. And here's the truth. It's difficult. There are times where I literally have to bite my tongue. <laughs> the Bible talks about bridling your tongue. I have to shut it down like, oh, girl, shut up, girl. Don't say it, girl. Don't do it. And I'm like, oh, I want to because it just feels good, but I know it's not helping. So, God, I cast this down in the name of Jesus, and I'm going to speak your truth and your word over my life. I have to because these cycles are no longer. You have to change your language. So begin to ask God those four things and go on that journey so that you can truly live in forgiveness, truly live in forgiveness and be a hundred percent free. So I want you to go ahead and go over those four points. Take that time journal, write, write it down. Some of you all need to go ahead and have a whole doggone uh, uh, letter to yourself and just be real. Say, girl, I forgive you, bro. I forgive you. You've done some dumb stuff, but this is not it. And at the same time, I need you to encourage yourself. Encourage yourself and say, you know what? But this is not who you are. This is not who God has called you to be. That is the past. We are going to do whatever we need to do to become the person that God has to, has for us. Because when we hold on to unforgiveness, that thing has a chokehold on us. And you can't be free. That's just the truth. You cannot. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you've ever seen a happy person that is uh, that is just so unforgiving? The most unforgiving people are bitter, mean, frustrated. They have no uh, compassion. They're judgmental. Child, you better not mess up one day in front of them because they're going to tell it and they're going to tell it every time you see them. Yeah, I remember when you did this in 2001. You're like, dog, you can't let that go. Unforgiveness. And they have turned into their badge of honor. Please, I know I'll never forget. 
I'll never forget what they've done to me. Well, dang. It changes their perspective. It changes people's narrative and how they look at the world. There's no more hope. They are truly the glass half empty people. So holding on to unforgiveness, it may feel like it's protecting you, but it's truly killing you. And that's what I pray that the believers of God, that we open our eyes to that. And we have to remember, plain and simple. We can't be in these streets not forgiving folks and expecting God to forgive us. That's what the word says. And that's the scripture I gave you. So I pray that this has blessed you. I pray this has helped all of us to go down the path of unforgiveness. And even if you're like, I have forgiven people, but there's a little something that's still there. Deal with it. Don't brush it off. Deal with it. Take time to cast it over to God and ask for his wisdom to come in and go through the steps of unforgiving. I mean, of forgiving all of that. And some of us, we need to take time to forgive ourselves. Because you're like, you told yourself I wasn't going to do it again. And I did a hundred thousand times more, but that's okay. Keep asking for forgiveness and God will keep forgiving you. And he is so grateful that he will throw it in the lake of forgetfulness because that's just how amazing he is. He ain't trying to bring up your stuff from the past. He's not petty. Isn't that amazing how God is? He is so loving. He is so wonderful. He wants us to have the fullness of him and the full promises of him. And I pray that we receive that as a body of Christ to where it just begins to overflow, where we can walk around with a glow and a joy in our hearts, even in trials and tribulations, because we have the joy of the Lord. We have the joy of the Lord. So please go ahead. I hope that you wrote those scriptures down to go and study because those were about three passages. Well, I gave you four different scriptures, but the three main passages, it gives you different parables about forgiveness and the importance of it. But at the end of the day, Jesus said, you can't be out here. And this is Jennifer's paraphrasing. Jennifer's virgin. (laughs) You can't be out here not forgiving and expect God to forgive you. It doesn't work like that. So I pray that you get on this journey. And I pray that if you are, if you have already forgiven, and if there is anything that has been left behind, that God begins to reveal it to you. And let us pray. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for being our savior, our healer, and our deliverer, God. I thank you for being a forgiving God. This is why you have required, it is a mandate that we as believers are forgiving. We cannot, we don't have that luxury to hold on to stuff. Nope. We don't have that. We cannot take on the rules of the world and say, I'm going to hold on to unforgiveness because you said that you will not forgive us if we do that. So God, we thank you for allowing us and allow your spirit of forgiveness to come upon us. Even if we don't, even if people don't understand it, just like Jesus said, Father, please forgive them for they know not what they do. Some people don't know the extent of the pain and the damage that they have done. So we say, God, forgive them and I forgive them because I don't think they knew what they did. They don't know that I this has really shaped my life. I've held on uh, for this for so long, God. They didn't know. But God, I forgive them. And I ask that your spirit of forgiveness comes over them. Let that be our language. 
Let that be a part of us. And as we go down this road of maturing and more in your love and compassion and your wisdom and knowledge and understanding, God, that you will give us a, a full understanding of anything that has been left behind from the pain or from the offense that happened so that we may be completely free in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And if anyone who does not know Jesus from the bottom of your heart, I want you to say this after me. Lord, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died and rose from my sins. I repent. Forgive me so that I can forgive others because I want to enter in the kingdom of heaven. If you have said that you are now saved, we are happy, heaven's happy, everybody's happy. We are happy, 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 happy. <laughs> we are happy and we want you to just know that forgiveness is your portion. You are forgiven, forgiven. No more shame, no more condemnation. You are forgiven. And God has given us the power to forgive others. How amazing is that? We can literally, that is a powerful tool, forgiveness. No longer are we bound. We are not bound by our past. We are not bound by our present. And we are not bound by what is to come. For his yoke is easy and his burdens is light. That's what Jesus says. I love you all. And for some of you all, last note, some of you all need to get into some therapy. Jesus and therapy is real. Journal Jesus and therapy. Change your diet. We got to get on this road of healing so we can be free, so we can be the rulers that God has called us to be. We have got to, it's time for us to get into position here on earth. But we can't do that harboring pain and unforgiveness in our heart. Nope, because we're going to be exactly like the people that we see in these powerful positions who are nasty, manipulative, and greedy, and all this stuff doing everything under the name of Jesus. No, it's, we're not doing that. It is time for us to truly have a heart posture of forgiveness. I love you all. I want you to follow, subscribe, download, share the podcast, and you all please continue to pray for me, and I'm praying for you all. I will speak to you next Friday. <laughs>